Today, my dear faithful, is the second Sunday of Advent. In the epistle for today's Mass is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 15. Brethren, what things soever were written were written for our learning, that through patience and the comfort of the Scriptures we might have hope. Now the God of patience and of comfort grant you to be of one mind, one towards another, according to Jesus Christ, that with one mind and with one mouth you may glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive one another, as Christ also hath received you unto the honor of God. For I say that Christ Jesus was minister of the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made unto the fathers, but that the Gentiles are to glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore will I confess to thee, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and will sing to thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and magnify him, all ye peoples. And again Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise up to rule the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may be abound in hope and in the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11. At that time, when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, sending two of his disciples, he said to him, Art thou he that art to come, or do we look for another? And Jesus, making answer, said to them, Go and relate to John what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead rise again. The poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he that shall not be scandalized in me. And when they went their way, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What went you out into the desert to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Behold, they that are clothed in soft garments are in the houses of kings. But what went you out to see? A prophet. Yea, I tell you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Words taken from the gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, Holy Mother of the Church has been reminding us throughout Advent to prepare ourselves for Christ's coming. In today's Gospel, St. Matthew tells us that was St. John the Baptist's actual mission, to prepare the people for our Lord's coming. Today's Gospel put it, Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Thus, St. John came as an angel, a a messenger, to prepare the way for Christ our Lord. 
And now the church reminds us with this to prepare ourselves for Christ's coming. And how do we do this? The church helps us with this by assigning the epistle for today's Mass. This epistle says, through patience and the comfort of the scriptures. There are two things we must do then during this season of Advent in order to prepare for Christ's coming at Christmas. We must practice patience and charity to our fellow man. And secondly, we ought to read and meditate on the scripture. In so doing, we will be filled with much joy and hope, as St. Paul states at the end of today's epistle. We should strive during this season of Advent to think about that first Christmas night, enter into the true Christmas spirit, and join Our Lady and St. Joseph. And especially, I recommend doing this during your rosary. And to help you with that meditation, that thinking on Christ, let us travel together to Bethlehem and join them in the cave. 2,000 years ago, Octavius Augustus, the emperor of Rome, wishing to know the strength of his empire and how many people were in it, he decreed that there be a census to number all of his subjects. As soon as this decree was promulgated, St. Joseph obeyed immediately. When he heard this order, however, he was in a quandary whether to bring Our Lady with him or to leave her at home. He was worried about the weather and the long journey and whether they would find a place to stay when they arrived. But Mary told him and encouraged him that God would assist them. She knew both by divine inspiration and also because she was well-versed in the prophecies of the Old Testament, the divine infant was to be born in Bethlehem. She therefore took these swaddling clothes and the other garments already prepared and departed with St. Joseph. Thus they set out on their journey together. And it was a long one, for according to some authors, it was probably 90 leagues, which is about a four-day journey through mountains and steep paths, through wind, rain, and cold. Think of all that Mary went through and suffered in this journey. Think of St. Joseph, who saw this and tried to make her journey as comfortable as possible. Certainly they suffered much in so long a journey, made in the middle of winter and over rough roads. But St. Joseph and Our Lady... They suffered all with peace and with love. They offered to God all these trials, uniting them to those of Jesus, whom Our Lady carried in her womb. Finally, as they approached the city of Bethlehem, what kind of welcome should have been waiting for the King of Kings? Normally, when a king makes his first entry into a city of Jerusalem, Crowds wait for him at the gates of the city to welcome him. But in Bethlehem, no one was there. The king and lord, not only of Judea, but of the whole world, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. 
Now Mary knew that the time of her delivery was come, that it was here on that night that the incarnate Word willed to be born and to manifest himself to the world. She therefore told Joseph, and he hastened to procure some lodging. But he found no one to listen to him. Very likely he was insulted, called a a fool by some for even asking in the middle of the night for a place to stay. And so Our Lady and St. Joseph and the Son of God were forced to find shelter in the stable. Not rooms adorned with gold like princes of old, no cradle and rich with precious stones, no fine clothes for Jesus Christ. The King of heaven and earth has nothing but a cold stable, some poor swaddling clothes to cover him, a little straw for his bed, and a vile manger to lie in. Picture the Christ child there. See him lying in that manger, but it is not so much the poverty that wounds his heart. He cries over sin, over the sins of the world, over your sins and my sins, over our ingratitude. See his eyes filled with tears at the coldness he feels. At such a sight, which one of us would not want to help the infant Jesus? But how can we help him? Of course, we can help him. It is really in our power to comfort and to hold the Christ child as he weeps. For our Lord foresaw the love we would show him, even in our own time. And this brought some comfort to him in the cold, dark stable of Bethlehem. We can help our Lord And we do this by removing the cause of his tears, our sins, and our ingratitude. And we can even make up for the ingratitude of our fellow men as well. And this, my dear faithful, ought to be what brings us great joy and a strong hope. That is the hope that the scriptures will bring us, which is mentioned in the epistle to think about the life of our Lord, his mother, and St. Joseph, to recall all that they have done for us, and then strive to make a return to them. This will fill our hearts with the deepest joy and peace, even in the midst of our own sufferings and trials. In fact, there is an interesting little story That reminds us of the joy and peace that should fill our hearts when we think about our Lord's life, especially during the season of Advent and Christmas. You see, there was a poor little girl who was found sick on a street in London. The night that she was found, it was actually Christmas Eve. They carried the girl to a hospital. And there she heard for the first time the story of Jesus coming into the world as an infant. One morning after this, when she was somewhat recovered, 
The little girl whispered to her nurse, I'm having a really good time here. Guess I'll have to go away though when I get well. But I'll remember all those good stories I heard about the Christ child. I'll never forget them. And they will always make me happy, even when things get too hard. Then, innocently, she turned to her nurse and asked her, Say, did you know about Jesus being born? Yes, answered the nurse, I know. Now remember, you must be quiet. Don't talk anymore. And yet the little girl persisted. Again she asked, Oh, you did know about it. I thought you looked as if you never heard about it, so I was going to tell you. A little puzzled, the nurse asked, Well, why? How did I look that made you think I never heard about Christmas? Oh, exclaimed the little girl, Just like most people, you look kind of sad. I shouldn't think you'd ever look sad if you knew about Jesus being born. Too many people, my dear faithful, are like that nurse. They have heard about Jesus being born, but they live their lives in constant worry and anxiety. And that is because they don't realize or they have forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. They have never experienced the full beauty and joy that we relive each Christmas. Let us then, my dear faithful, be sure to prepare ourselves well this Advent season so that we will fully appreciate and have a better understanding of the meaning of Christ coming amongst us, being born as a man. When God came down from heaven in order to save and prove his love for us, his sinful creatures, prepare yourselves then these next few weeks of Advent for the coming of our Lord and our Redeemer. Do so especially by making up for the coldness and ingratitude of mankind. Comfort the infant Christ and make him feel welcomed and loved this Christmas. We can't be ungrateful. We cannot be found unprepared like the Jews at Bethlehem on that first Christmas night. Be generous instead. Make a return of love for the ingratitude of the rest of mankind. And you can do this by often thinking this Advent season of the infant Christ. Imagine him weeping in the arms of Our Lady in that cold stable. Join Our Lady and St. Joseph. Follow them these next few weeks. Think about and contemplate on their journey to Bethlehem. Join them in the stable, even in the midst of your day. And as the epistle says, remember to be patient. This will bring, bring the greatest peace of soul. That is, patiently bearing with rudeness and faults of others. Their coldness that you may feel. And try to be more cheerful and charitable. And especially when things don't go right, whether at home or at work, remain patient, like Our Lady and St. Joseph. And finally, remember to make a good confession so that you can receive our Lord himself in Holy Communion this Christmas. 
By doing these things, my dear faithful, you will be filled with the greatest peace and hope yourself. For as the little girl said in the story, how can you ever look sad if you knew about Jesus being born? May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.